What's up, everyone? Welcome. Episode 18 of Meet the Press on the night before the 4th. So if you see any or see any, hear any like fireworks on my end, Jared, it's okay. But Jared, how was the office today on July 3rd? I was not in the office today because um, we oh, didn't nice. uh, oh. paper out for the holiday. So right. I've been just chilling around home, watching some TV, you know, just hanging out. I'll be in there tomorrow, though. It's a holiday <laughs> tradition for me to, to spend it at the Daily News office or random places will, around the country. Will anyone, will like there be anyone there with you? Probably one person, a copy editor. Like one news together, person? The, new, the news section, yeah. That's about it. Okay. That's all I'm expecting. I, I remember... I, <laughs> I know, like, I would have a couple times when I would um, work, like, holidays like that, like, 4th of July, stuff like that, that, like, an editor or somebody would bring in food, which was always nice. No. 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 I usually go to, like, cookout beforehand. I was literally going to suggest cookout. Yeah, it's open. I was going to suggest I've been cookout. there Thanksgivings, Easters, just every holiday the last three years that I was in Bowling Green, not like on the road working, I probably went through the cookout drive-thru. Except for one, I think I went to Steak and Shake. Jared, if we had a sponsorship by Cookout, how excited would you be? Oh, I would be very excited. It's This isn't me telling you. This isn't me this isn't me dropping the bomb that we have that, but I just wanted to know. It would be fabulous. You know, it's usually pretty quick unless there's a bunch of college kids there on like a Friday or Saturday night in the drive-thru. Right. Um, right. Cause yeah. they've been out and it's open late. You know, you get a, a bunch of food for a bargain. You know, you can get those extra thick milkshakes. We know our friend Ed Marlowe, who was on the podcast before likes. He does. Just, he does you get a like variety. That. You get yeah. a variety. It's not one, one size fits all. It's all sizes. I fit a cookout. I remember, I, I remember um, the first time I had cookout. I was at, I was in, um, I think it was in Murray. I think it was, it was when I was in grad school, and I, I think I ordered through the drive-through, and I started ordering, and it was obvious that I had no idea what the hell I was talking about because, like, the super sweet woman was like. Is this your first time here? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, let me teach you how to order. And I'm like, all right. And so, like from then on, like I knew how to order. And I think that's a cool thing in that it is like one of those places where it will benefit you if you do order it. Like if you do know how to order. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember my first time yeah. there. I looked at the menu and because the menu is very confusing, super um, overwhelming, super overwhelming. Yeah, there's yeah. so many options. You look at it. You're like, it's Can I just get a, like uh, it's just like there's stuff everywhere. It's like I still it's don't like know everything trying, that they have to make it. They have no like sometimes like I was there. I remember I was there in Murray one time, and and somebody ordered like a like a honey mustard chicken wrap, and I'm like, what is that? Do they have that here? And they're like, yeah, it's just a chicken strip with some honey mustard. In. And I'm like, oh okay. And like still didn't know what all they had. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's- Going there is like a holiday tradition for me. There's usually, uh, at least there has been, I haven't seen her there in a while. One um, woman that works at the drive-thru window, she's super nice. Um, you know, she always gives me two sauces with my order, the cookout sauce. Not all of them do that. Nice. So shout out. 
Is it Bowling Green is the one? Isn't it by the Starbucks in Bowling Green? Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, off Campbell Lane. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Off Campbell Lane. There's a lot of a lot uh, of fast food places here. A lot of fast that's, food. There are. That's something. Cookout is something that like I wish I wish more people knew about Cookout because it is a I feel like a more southern southeastern regional thing, kind of like a oh, yeah. like a Whataburger, but not as not as only in that area. Yeah, I feel like Whataburger, Whataburger and In-N-Out are very regional, but they're very well known nationally. Right, um, people go right. Cra- yeah. People go crazy. For I, throw, I, 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 I personally like think they're a little bit overrated. If you throw in Shake Shack, I think that's kind of like then you have all three areas because you have like Whataburger in the south and then you have like In-N-Out in the west and then Shake Shack up there and in in the Yanks. In the Yanks? Well, like Yankees. Well, we've got Dunkin' Donuts up there in New England. They're on like every street. I've seen... Even my hometown has a Dunkin' Donuts, and we don't have any other fast food. But is it is it like a freestanding? Is it attached to anything? It's freestanding. Ooh, nice. Is is Tim Hortons a thing there? Because I know, like in like in it, Michigan, where my I have family at, like I know there's like a Tim Hortons there. I think, and I think, that, and I know that's a deal. It was, but I know you're close uh, to Canada. It it got aren't you pretty big for a while? Yeah. Well, I'm about four hours, four and a half hours from Canada. That's where I'm at personally, (laughs) where I grew up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've seen it from like two or three different spots in Maine. So, yeah. Never been, but I've seen it. I've seen Canada. I got that, you know, foreign country experience almost. But (laughs) yeah, no, Tim Hortons, it, it like started to sneak down in for a while, but I don't think it really picked up a lot of steam. I think Dunkin' Donuts is kind of push back a little bit on that up in that region um is dutch bros is that a thing up there too mm, no not not where i'm from bros. Bros. No. okay i know duncan's a thing like i know they're isn't there like a duncan in fenway or something in fenway like in fenway park fenway park yeah yeah there's probably stands yeah. there they're everywhere like there were yeah. spots like driving through Boston where they're on one side of the road. Then you look across the road and they're on the other side of the road. It, there is that many. When I was in, uh, when I was in Murray, there was an intersection where there was a Rite Aid, um, a CVS, and a Walgreens, all on the same intersection. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just a city like Bowling Green, it's it's like a good sized city. Not it super big. They're big. You know, they're it's, it's biggest in the state. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, it's still not big, big compared to other cities. Um, you know, even mid-sized cities, it's still fairly on the small end, I would say. But we've got six or seven McDonald's here. You can That's get true. to a McDonald's driving like 10 minutes in any direction. In any direction? From my apartment. From my, from my apartment, yeah. You do, you do have a good spot, though. I will say you do have a good spot, but one thing that you and I are very conscious of um, is travel and we enjoy traveling. Um, Right. I think that's safe to say, but I I, I think, I I think if I had to pick like a, like a three game, three week stretch 
in in college athletics. Maybe the three worst in a row would be at Iowa, at USC or UCLA, and at Rutgers in consecutive games. And I only bring that up because that's about is what's going to have to happen probably to somebody because USC and UCLA have decided that they want to join the Big Ten, which literally now with Rutgers and and Jersey, the Big Ten could literally span an entire country. Oh, yeah. It's it's pretty wild to think about that. And I cover a conference – called Conference USA that is known for being spread out. Right. Well, how far from north to south, how far does yours go? uh, It's tough to say. Um, I'll go back the last few years before realignment. It went UTEP, so El Paso, Texas, to Norfolk, Virginia, down to FIU and Miami. Um, And then I would say, you know, you get Bowling Green in there too, probably – I don't know if that is the northernmost point or, you know, Marshall or Old Dominion, but, you know, right in that region. But, you know, it, it's spread out from El Paso to Norfolk. Or Bowling Green. Yeah. But, um, you know, with realignment, Miami's still going to be in there. ODU is already out as of the new year. And they're adding Las Cruces, New Mexico, uh, New Mexico State. So it's still a very spread out conference. Mexico State, the 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 Aggies. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been I've been working on a little project, um, trying to reach Have out. Have you done to that yet? Athletic. I reached Have out. Have you done that um, yet? We can talk about it if you want. If you don't want to, if 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 you have I'm talked well, to this person, we I'm can teasing. talk about it. No, I'm teasing right now. Tease away. But I've reached. Tease away. I've reached out to all the athletic directors, um, not directly, but through a media representative to try to talk to all the athletic directors in Conference USA to talk about you know the direction of the conference and whatnot. Uh, heard back from some, got interviews set up, but I only did that the other day, right before the holiday weekend. I didn't expect, you know, responses from everybody. I expect this to take a few weeks, but, um, you know, just to see what they say about realignment. And, you know, USA and UCLA kind of threw a little bit of a wrench in that because you look back at what Texas and Oklahoma did when they announced that they were going to go to the SEC. It made a trickle down all the way to, you know, the FCS level, Um, you know, you're getting like Sam Houston State, Jacksonville State joining CUSA, you're getting OVC, all kinds of changes there. Murray State's now in uh, Missouri Valley. Yes. Is that right? The real, the real Valley. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the trickle down from USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. I I mean... You you almost figure out at a point. I, I understand you go for the money for um, the playoff system, whatever. I, I feel like that hurts your chances. I'm not a smart guy, but I feel like going up in a conference against a Michigan and Ohio State, um, other football teams that are good. I feel like that's more difficult than when you're in the in the pack i mean who's good in the pack year in and year out stanford um washington oregon good. but i mean i, I they're, mean they're good but, against but if i'm going to power rank if i'm going to power rank the top 4 of the of the pack and the top 4 of the big 10 
I'm going to take the Big Ten 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. I, I just I, I understand you do it for the prestige. Um, but I, I think this also, and somebody showed me a tweet the other day, um, and it was about Notre Dame. They were like, oh, well, maybe it's time for Notre Dame to join a conference. Duh, it's 2022. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Well, it's not about fame or prestige. It's about the dollar bills. The dollar dollar bills, yeah. Well, and there's yeah. a lot going to the Big Ten with this move. And the member schools. Yeah, there. I mean, I mean, you have to think. I'm sorry, I was going to say go Where ahead. Are you going somewhere with that? No, I, I thought you were going somewhere. I was going to let you go with that Lone Star beer. <laughs> you, you said you said you have to think, and then you just stopped. So I was like, all right, I'm listening. What's going what's to mean... say? What am I going to think about? <laughs> and then there was just silence. There's not much. You don't have to think about much. I, I mean, yes, it makes sense money-wise, I guess. But we hear from universities all the time that bottom line is – we wanted it to be about the student slash student slash athlete. Like we want it to be about that experience. We want it to be uh, about them and not make money for ourselves. We know that's not the case, but I, I just think, I mean, you're adding a lot of travel. I know we've said this. I know this is going to be said a lot. Um, my brother played a division one sport in college. They competed in the spring and in the fall. Um, we played four or five tournaments, I think, each, and they were gone a lot. I mean, that's just how it was. I mean, there were weeks where or months where he was only in class maybe four or five days just because that's how the schedule came out. And I, I don't know, Jared, I, you deal with, like, high-level athletes more than I do, and I just think it's a lot. Where I feel like it's really going to impact people that aren't really, you know, it's not really what people are thinking about. Because the main factor that drives this realignment is football. You know, you could see it all the way down to where I'm at, you know, covering Conference USA. FAU, um, you know, they've got a, a fairly solid football program in place, good facilities and whatnot. Men's basketball, I would imagine, is the second most popular sport, most popular, you know, second most popular driving factor. They play in a glorified high school gym right now, and they're going to the AAC next year. You know, UTSA is the same way. Very good football program on the rise. They play at the Alamo Dome. You know, great facility to watch a football game. Glorified high school basketball gym. UCLA, USC are a little bit. Go ahead. Sidebar. Sidebar. What's that place in South Dakota that you asked if um, Pedro had played at? The Sanford Pentagon. I don't think that's anybody's school. It's just like an auditorium there. But isn't there being something played there? Didn't I send you that the other day? Oh, probably. They hold events all the time there. there it was like a bigger like game, and I thought it was super random that it was there, but never mind. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. They, they hold okay. big games there, though, all the time. But, okay. you know, USC and UCLA, obviously the basketball programs are, you know, they're a Power 5 school already. So it's not like they're trying to make the move to Power 5, so – Football, men's basketball are the big ones. But, you know, you look at the Olympic sports, you know, the tennises, the lacrosse, the swimmings that are competing now in the Big Ten. And I just to wanted to hear you pluralize all to... those words. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did I do good? The, 
the swimmings and the tennises and the and the lacrosses and the soccer's the lacrosses the wrestlings. We gotta well, we gotta we gotta have the both the sports in there. We gotta contain both. But yes, you yeah. are correct. It is that, a lot. that's where it's gonna be impacted the most, I think, because a lot of people don't yeah. see that. If those sports don't get the amount of dollars that you know the footballs, the men's basketball, you know, get at that level. It'll be interesting. To but see. like, it'll make it. But it's it, like you it'll said, make fun to watch. Those, those drive it. I mean, th- those other sports are successful sometimes because the football team, because the basketball team is successful because they do drive a lot more revenue to the school, more revenue to those other places. Um, they'll still be getting a lot of revenue, probably even more now going to the Big Ten, or they wouldn't do it because it doesn't make sense financially. So there'll be more money going in. And they're they're not going to make a, a financial or a decision that doesn't make financial sense. Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. Unlike Kinda the NBA. Like, yeah, I was just going to say the NBA is wild, wild west right now. It seems. I, I feel like though it's not as crazy as that as it was last time. I feel like a few years ago there were all kinds of dudes getting like Tyler Johnson. I don't know why I want to pick on Tyler Johnson for the heat, but like he got a stupid big contract at the time. And that's just how, like, that's just the way everything shook out. And like, now you hear of, I I think I read something the other day, the top four guys in the league pay wise next year. I think three and four are Russ and four is LeBron. Like how are those guys on one team? And now they're talking about trying to get Durant, whatever. I I don't know. Like you said, the NBA right now is, is the wild west it's it's like high school covering high school basketball right now whenever you somebody's like oh we need to know what's going to happen right now when there's like there's three months or two months people could kids could transfer and like you have all this stuff right now and yeah it's a lot to keep up with yeah no i've just been casually following along i don't really have any dog in the fight or anything like that uh you know, been paying attention to the Brian Windhorst meme. Um, you know, that oh. little, I don't even know what to call it, that he went on. It was like a, it was like a lecture almost, but it didn't have that much of a point. It was, yeah, it was, it was I don't know how to describe it either. Yeah. I was locked in. I was locked in when I was watching that video. I was like, what's he going to say next? But I mean, Jared, you, you bring up dog tomorrow is the biggest dog of them all it is literally what hot dog aficionados look forward to every year is tomorrow i would say competitive eaters as a whole and fans of the sport we've got the nathan's famous fourth of july international hot dog eating contest at coney island and still well And I'm just waiting on you. I'm just waiting on you just to like. And if you go back and look at the Meet the Press podcast on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, we talked to one of the competitors in it, Bartley Weaver, lives here in Bowling Green where I'm at. You know, he's probably one of the underdogs. I imagine, you know, just looking at some of these HDBs that people have put down in the past, he would be, you know, more middle of the pack. Joey Chestnut's obviously the favorite going in. He didn't respond to a request to be on the podcast at one time, but still probably the favorite to win it. 
but I love this he, even though he's he did not respond. I I would agree. I think he may be the favorite. Yeah, I mean, even if he didn't respond to a random podcast, even if we talked about it one time in Owensboro, Kentucky, at a barbecue festival, and he gave me his email, he took my phone and wrote it down himself, he's still the favorite. He's still the favorite. Trying to beat his record of 76 HDBs in 10 minutes. For you on Ultra people listening, HDBs is hot dogs and buns, for those who don't know. That's what... Okay. Real fans call. How many? Like real talk. How many? How many? How many could I do? How many is it again? Twelve minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay. Um, you know, I think if I was, you know, an odds maker, I would put the over under at eleven dogs and buns. Okay. I feel like that's a doable amount. Yeah. What What about you? What's yeah. your... I don't know. That's what I would say. I would probably say 11 or 12. Yeah, because that would be at about a, a 1.5 HDB per minute rate. I, I feel like that is fair. What are you going to dip your, your bun in? Oh, well, you have to... If you listened to the podcast the other day, you would have learned this. And I would take this advice. I would mix it in different kinds of Kool-Aid. Um, I was going to say, but this is honestly super interesting. I didn't know this before that they had different flavors of stuff to prevent, um, you know, what they call flavor fatigue because they said the the hot dog doesn't change its flavor, but after 10 minutes you get tired of that, no matter how good it is that, that one flavor that you get. So I'd probably try to mix it up a little bit. I think that's a very good strategy. It's a great point. I had someone I was talking to the other day where like, I listened to the podcast. I didn't know how much went into it. Like, they didn't know about the training, oh, yeah. they didn't know about the drinks, they didn't know about any of it. I remember um, when Kobayashi was a thing, and, mm-hmm. like, he was coming on the scene, and I remember watching, um, I think it was, like, True Life on MTV or something, but it was, like, My Life as a Competitive Eater, and I think Kobayashi was on there, and um, it just, like, talked about... He just like talked about all the things he did. Like he went to this little ramen place on like on a, at a street place and where he lived. And like, there was like a five pound bowl of ramen that was like super spicy or something. And like, and he just sat and ate it. Like it was nothing. And I'm like, Holy crap, man. That's a lot. And he was a little fella. Yeah, those those early, you know, the mid two thousands battles between Takiro Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut at right. the Dog Festival. Those are like they were fun. Those are legendary, and that that really elevated the sport. I think to what it is today, because I don't think without yeah. Kobayashi there would be a Chestnut, or nobody right. would really no, no, no. appreciate what yeah. he's able to do. I don't know if appreciate is mean, the right word because I don't think a lot of people care that he can down seventy something hot dogs in ten minutes, but it's impressive. Yeah. I think that's super unfortunate because, yeah, it's super cool because, again, he's literally doing things that he is the only person on this earth that can do. Yeah. We apparently give world records for those things because we are that vapid of a, a existence that we have to know it. We're, if we're the best at something. We just have to know. 
and people are getting pissy because he can eat 76. Now, I know that's disgusting. Uh, I mean, right it on. is a little bit disgusting, but it's more awesome than it is disgusting. Back when I thought he might join us. On oh, the yeah, podcast, dude, you sweat hot dogs. Uh, that is nasty. <laughs> I was looking at all the records he held. and It was at the point where I was like, I don't even know what this food is. And he has the record for eating it. It's impressive, man. I love that event. I what had a is good, like, something? Hot dog. What? Well, where are you going with this? What is something that you think you could put like a respectable number on of downing in ten minutes? Like, what's something that maybe not like the world record because it's not crazy because we're not being we're not ridiculous people, but like something that I think I could put a pretty good pretty good number down in ten minutes. That's a good question. It's tough for me to say, because as we've discussed on a previous episode, I like to fork and knife a lot of what I do. Like, you were felt disrespected or whatever. I would I just hope it's eat. With, <laughs> but, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, maybe nachos? I'm pretty good at nachos. But I, I like nachos with a fork, too. I'm, pr- I'm pretty good at nachos. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty good at nachos. <laughs> I might get some nachos after this. Who knows? Nachos. I don't know. I was thinking, Maybe. I was thinking like something that you could do with your hands. I was thinking toasted ravioli. That's interesting. I think I could okay. put some toasted ravioli down. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. I feel like that's a very regional thing. Too, and you've got an upper hand. It is. It's 100% a regional what, what, thing. I know. I can't yeah. say lobster. I feel like seafood wouldn't go well. So being from Maine, I wouldn't be like, yeah, I can you choke could say, um, You could say um, like shrimp, like peel and eat shrimp. What do you think the record is? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. What do you think the record is for peel and eat shrimp? Um, I know they do the St. Elmo's shrimp. I would say it's Upwards of 350 in eight or 10 minutes. Okay, let me look. Uh, the, the restaurant in Indianapolis, I think Joey Chestnut has the world record for that as well. This isn't another one of those things being in this line of work. It's just floating around. Okay. Head for... Um, I don't know. This is most shrimp eaten in three minutes. Oh, three minutes. That's not even. 428 grams. This is America. I know. I'm looking it up. Don't worry. 15 ounces of shrimp. So like a pound of shrimp in three minutes. Is that a lot? Uh, I don't like shrimp. I would would say so. Um, Okay. Major League Eating at the 2018 Championship for the St. Elmo Shrimp World Record. Uh, I feel like this is what we have to go by because these are the best in the world. Um, Set the record with 18 pounds, 9.6 ounces. Of the St. Elmo shrimp cocktail in just eight minutes. I don't know how many that 18 would be, pounds. That's, that's nearly yeah, that's nearly 20 pounds of shrimp. Like imagine if you added 20 pounds to your body right now. That's insane to think about. And like shrimp cocktail though, and the sauce. I'm surprised she doesn't have like a, a sponsorship deal with like Charmin or something. Cottonelle. Yeah. Dude wipes. 
anything like that. Ooh, dude wipes would be a good one. That's true. Do you watch um do you watch Stranger Things? Yes. I did. Did you? Okay. Yes. Spoilers. If you have not watched Stranger Things, stop listening to the podcast. Okay. Was that scene not the most badass scene? Which one? Because it was very like long, the, two episodes. It was like four hours. Dude, they were episodes. super long. They were they so have, long. Okay, it, it, that, that really bothered me because I don't watch movies I don't like really. that either. I, watch, I don't like I that. I watch shows I know, I know. You don't watch broken down. And right. there were plenty of spots where they could have cut and made a new episode. And then it wouldn't mm-hmm. have been a nine-episode season. They could have made it a ten-episode season and cut that last episode in half. Yeah. Who the that is my nine? critique. I know. But, with a three-hour episode. Gosh, but no, the it was um, good though. I would the, watch it again. The scene where he was playing guitar, like oh, on top yeah. of the trailer, like dude, yeah. that's like the most that that's a badass scene. Like I remember watching it. I'm not a huge like metal person. I could respect metal, like Metallica all that stuff, but like that was a badass scene. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm yeah, excited to see what awesome. happens. You know, they left it on a little bit of a cliffhanger there. Oh, man. A little bit of a cliffhanger? I mean, like, I was three hours deep into that A little episode, bit of a so cliffhanger? I was, ready, I was ready for a break. I know. I, I know. So I was done. Whenever you, whenever you snapped and said that you were done and I had, like, 30 minutes left, I was yeah. done at that point <laughs> where, like, I didn't want to watch anymore. <laughs> yes. Because it just kept no, on it, going. It, it dragged on. I feel like they could have stopped it after the fight, you know, before that hospital scene or whatever. Or the the shelter. Oh yeah. For the quote earthquake. Um, right. And then picked but up I the did new like, season there. I did like that scene with him and Eddie's uncle. That was nice. Yeah, that was that was nice. I mean it could have been at the start yeah. of the next season. I also <laughs> don't that's like true. The, the, <laughs> they could have held it over. I, yeah, I don't like the, the the split seasons also. Because I watched so much shows. That, you know, I kind of forget everything that happened in the first seven episodes of that season just to watch two episodes right. and finish it up. Just give it, I did give watch. It to me all. I give it all to me. Give it to me all. <laughs> I was going to say at once, but it, who? Birmingham? Scored? It's 20 yeah. to 9. We're talking about the USFL championship game where my Birmingham Stallions are beating. Philadelphia, whatever their mascot is currently at the time of this recording. What is it? The mascot name? I don't know. Yeah. Nothing matters besides the Stallions, baby. <laughs> Man, I'm a lifetime fan since April. Yeah, I know. Are they going to – I mean, so they've already been your prize pig twice. Are, they, are you going to – Preemptively make them three for three, no, three of three. Much, whenever they win this title, I've got, a, I've got a much better one. Are you ready for it? It's gonna be as good now. Yeah, go ahead. This one served its purpose for a long, long time. It's very good. For those that don't know, the Prize Pig Award winner of the week goes to something or someone that's done something well. Or you know, is or, or very respected at what it does. 
It can be anybody. It can be a multiple-time winner. And mine this week is the Bowling Green Daily News Sports Office Magnavox TV. It's about a 19-inch TV across the screen. It's probably like two feet, you know, front to back because it's from the 90s or very early 2000s. Uh, we were gifted yes. gifted a, I don't want to say new flat screen because it's probably 10 years old, but it's a, a flat screen TV. I don't know what's going to happen to the Magnavox TV, but it served us well. I remember posting a picture last spring when Western softball team um, was revealed in the softball NCAA tournament bracket. Going to go to Georgia. I posted a picture of the TV knowing full well it would be roasted. But it also brought back some great memories from those who had watched on it. Including that from Zach Greenwell, Western Kentucky's head media relations guy in their athletic department. He quote tweeted my tweet and said, watched a shocking amount of important sporting events on this TV in my day. Or Daniel Pike, the director of digital media for the Daily News, who said, there's a proper modern TV. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Out in the full newsroom. <laughs> but this vintage Magnavox has been an unflappable performer in the BGDN sports hole for decades. The job is it's to keep until it lets us know when it wants to retire. Or Brad Stevens, who we had on this podcast before, former Bowling Green Daily News reporter, now with Horse Racing Nation, said, I watched uh, things I watched on that TV. Pharaoh's Derby. Final Fours, that Bengals-Steelers playoffs game. Many Saturday night NASCAR races and the Toronto Blue Jays. Or Ed Marlowe, who's also been on the podcast talking about Murray State and John Moran, said a Magnavox CRT. Man, that's a newsroom TV if I've ever seen one. And that's why my prize pick award winner of the week goes to the Bowling Green Daily News Sports Department, Magnavox TV. It's done well. And it will continue to do well for the future if it so chooses. Can you follow that up? We do this have was all from the, this wasn't written week. down. This wasn't written down. This was were you were you feeling that from uh what's his name? The the Nathan's guy? The hot dog guy? Yeah. The announcer guy. Oh, oh, uh George Shea. Yeah, George Shea. He's Shay. got some great lines. Like yeah, uh, I didn't have the rhymes and stuff. Man, we had a quote and a story I wrote. Oh, shoot. There's the rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is. It's coming out of me. And he said um, that the Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest was the crucible from which greatness is forged. And I was like, man, that's going in my story without a doubt. Okay. Who's Did you hear that? Prize pick award winner of the week. Yes, is that the fireworks? Yeah, those are the fireworks. Um, my prize pig is multiple pigs. Um, I wanted to just want to give like a quick shout out to everyone I encountered during my little tour of Kentucky recently, um, including yourself, who I crashed um, on Tuesday night on your wonderful couch. That was actually pretty great. Um, Thank you. And then also an even specialer prize pick of the week to mirror twin brewing and rolling pin pizza because jared did i send you a snap of my pizza on wednesday i do not think so you sent me a picture of a like pulled pork sandwich or something that was thursday with josh that i will mirror twin all the dress but like um it it is a it was a hot like a honey chick, hot chicken, honey pizza. 
Best pizza I've ever had. So if you're in Lexington, head on over to Mirror Twin Rolling Pin Pizza. Have a hot chicken honey pizza. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. Those are three words that I feel like you have to like have more to. But I think it's hot chicken honey pizza. Because honey chicken hot doesn't make any sense. And I know chicken or chicken word. Chicken honey hot? Or chicken pizza hot honey. Chicken hot honey? Ooh. <laughs> That's gonna be hot, it hot, also. Hot, hot honey's fantastic. Hot honey's great. Um but yes, so if you're in any Is that what you're gonna, gonna do? Say... Like whatever you're gonna I was just gonna say so is the Meet the Press podcast, which you can find on Apple on Spotify wherever you listen to your podcast you can find us on social media like Facebook like Twitter like Instagram TikTok 18 episodes Jared kept talking and then I was like should I say it should I tease now are we ending this thing with the 18th episode is it coming to a close 18 episodes holy smokes thank you all we will see you next week